0: In chapter 13 of his work on controlling anger, Plutarch is going to give us some really great advice about one way that we can gradually begin to wean ourselves away from anger, and that is by cultivating a life that is fairly simple, where we can be content without having too much or certain kinds of things. Because when we are very attached to getting things the way that we want them to be, particularly if it requires a lot of effort or luck to get them that way, we are setting ourselves up for getting angry. And he talks about four conditions in particular that tend to produce... Anger in us, and these are all worth dwelling on a bit. So the first one is selfishness, philautia in Greek, and which literally means a Love or liking of one's own self. So, selfishness in the sense of wanting the best things for you as opposed to other people or prioritizing yourself over other people, perhaps when you shouldn't, because, you know, there are legitimate times to prioritize yourself and to love yourself, but that doesn't mean that you have to deprive others or ignore the needs of others. Then he talks about what's translated as peevishness. We would translate it as being a Debbie Downer or being easily upset or irritable, dyscholia, right? This sense of like getting upset over very trivial things and that being one's disposition, luxury, truffe and softness, malachia, these two kind of go together. These are a sense of needing things to be very pleasant for oneself. You need not just a tie, but the very fancy tie that is made from the better silk or a designer product or something like that. And then softness is an incapacity to stand up against the things that are Painful or demanding that require endurance of us. So, you know, softness could be displayed in how one does one's work or what one can endure. Can you go outside in winter and just put your hands in your pockets without needing special gloves for yourself, right? Now, if we have these conditions, we're likely to get angry much more easily because we're living in a world where we're not going to get things our way. Way all the time, especially if what we want is kind of irrational. On the other side, as he says, gentleness towards others, or he says, there's nothing more conducive to gentleness, right? And not just to any old others, but to friends and neighbors and one spouse, the people that one is going to spend a lot of time with is Promoted by other dispositions. For example, graciousness, eukolia, or another way of translating it, as is done in in this version, contentment, being content, being good with others. And simplicity is also very important, aphelias in Greece, which literally means like not having stones in the field, being a simple, smooth kind of person, right? And so when When you have these in place of, you know, selfishness or the need for luxury or peevishness, well, then you're going to be inclined towards the opposite of anger, the virtue of gentleness or mildness, praotes And Plutarch says that what's really essential to this is being able to get by with literally what one has. This translation is kind of interesting. It says being able to get along with what comforts one, but the Greek is actually to do being capable, some ferusae tois parusi, right? The things that are at hand. So you know, if you've got fancy wine, well, you drink the fancy wine. But if you've got you know, cheap wine, drink the cheap wine. It's- just as fine. If there's no wine, drink some water or whatever else is on hand. So being able to get by with what one has and the, you know, the sort of the flip side of that is not being in need of a lot of things that are kind of unimportant, right? So deon is to be in need of. So not to need a whole bunch of, it's translated here as superfluous, right? The things that are non-essential. What do you need? You need some clothing, you need some food, you need some shelter, you need in our days, you know, some access to the internet might be a basic need, but you don't really need a lot of fancy stuff. And if you're dependent on that, then you're going to get yourself angry. And he gives some great examples of people who are a little bit precious in this respect. He talks about, well, he quotes this this great line. But he who liked his meat not overdone, nor underdone, nor medium, nor, nor boiled too much, and like no food enough to praise, who will drink no wine if there is no snow in it. What does that mean? He wants his wine chilled, right? Snow should be brought down from the mountaintops into places where we'll store the wine. Nor will he eat bread purchased in the market, nor to touch food served on cheaper earthenware dishes, nor sleep on a bed that does not billow like the sea to its depths so lots of pillows and blankets and stuff like that. He who with rods and blows makes his servants at table hasten about running and crying out and sweating as though they were bringing poultices for boils. Such a man, he says, is enslaved to an impotent, querulous, and discontented mode of life. They demand all these luxuries. They demand things to be the way that they want them. They want it to be their way. They're selfish in that respect. They can't let things slide. And so they're going to get real Upset, And he talks about many shocks of anger being like a chronic cough by which he reduces himself to a condition where anger becomes a running sore. He's become habituated to being demanding and then getting angry as a result. And so this leads to some other advice about how we should habituate ourselves in a different way or become accustomed. This is the we ought to or one ought to become accustomed or habituated to. What habituating the body through a simple life, eutaleia. If we do this, then we are going to be much more likely to be calm. What is going to result from this? Contentment, eukolia. The contentment that we want to show towards others. And most importantly, self sufficiency. For the ancient Greeks, autarkia, self sufficiency, was viewed as an incredibly important value. Not being dependent upon others upon random things working out but being able to suffice onto oneself makes you less angry and he uses as examples of this eating and drinking so he says to begin with our food it's no great hardship if we partake in silence of whatever is set before us and do not by being repeatedly irritated and peevish thrust upon ourselves and our friends the worst sauce for meat anger so You know, when we get fed our food, we should just eat it and don't say anything about it. Don't get picky. Don't get whiny. Don't get irritated. Don't expect it to be a certain way. Just put it in your mouth and eat it up, right? And he goes on and he says, people beat their servants and revile their wife because something is burned or smoked or not salted enough or because the bread is too cold. This is trivial stuff that we should not allow to get to us. He goes on as well and says, we should accustom ourselves to make cheerful use of any kind of table utensils and not to prefer this service to that as do some people who prefer one goblet or one chalice to another There's no need to be so picky. There's no need to be so particular. If you need to drink water, you can drink it out of a stone mug. You can drink it out of crystal. You're still drinking water and you don't need to get worked up about that. He says, and this is sort of a segue into thinking about something else, anybody who's prone to anger, here's something that they should do. They should refrain or hold back literally from anything that's rare and precious. Why should they do this? Because if they lose it, like the person who's got their favorite mug and they got to drink out of that mug, it's not going to be easy to replace. Whereas if, you know, you have no problem drinking out of a plastic solo cup and that's fine for you, you lose it, you just get another one, right? You're not going to be upset. But if you tie yourself in with needing things to be a certain way, you know, whether it's a fork or a cup or your table mat, or you need to listen to special music while you're eating, you're going to be setting yourself up for all sorts of anger problems. And he gives the example of Nero and Seneca. Nero had this massive tent built and it was a very beautiful. And Seneca said, well, bad idea, buddy. You've proven yourself a poor man because if you ever lose this, you're not going to be able to get another one. And it did so happen, like he says, that the ship which conveyed it was sunk in the tent loss. But Nero remembered Seneca's saying and bore his loss with greater moderation. So if we can practice this, this is a way for us to keep ourselves from getting angry over trivial things. We need to, you know, aim at self-sufficiency, at simplicity, at not demanding too much and try to avoid selfishness, peevishness, luxury, and softness. And if we can do that, if we can prune that out of our lives, we will be calm or gentle rather than inclined to anger. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible.